It's Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Uh, don't hate me, but I'm somewhere sunny. So this is the best of the Jason Manford Show. This is Jason Manford. This is Matters. So on uh, might have been Wednesday morning, uh, my my kids were due back to go to their back to their mums, and uh, she rang me in the middle of the day. She said, "She said, look, can you have the kids for one more night? Um, I've got an infestation of flies." in the house uh, a pest control's been out uh, a guy's been out and he's sprayed the room with poison so it's probably best not to have kids back I'm like yeah, okay yeah. absolutely fine they can stay at mine for another night uh, so when I dropped them off the next day right I said is it all sorts she's all sorted now it's all sorted she went um, well it sort of is and it isn't really so uh, she said come and have a look I went up to the room right the expert by the way had said um, that uh, he's killed the flies right and all you've got to do is uh, hoover them up and, right. and that will be uh, that they were they were big flies they were them, <laughs> you know the big obnoxious crunchy ones yeah yeah the ones that look like birds yeah yeah oh they were horrible horrible um, she drank she drank pest control uh, the council just like 10 or 15 people who should be able to answer this question of how to get rid of these flies she was told Something's probably died in your loft or your chimney breast. Uh, so what you have to do is just wait for it to decompose, and then the flies will go away. No good sentence begins with the word "something's probably died." No, exactly. <laughs> I mean, just think about that. It's 2016, right? We've been to the moon, <laughs> and yet you've got to wait for something to decompose in your own house Oof. before the things will go away. <laughs> So I said, look, I'll pop over and have a check, even though I'm not handy at all. Right, right? okay. But I said, I'll pop over and have a look, because the kids' room and her room and all that. I said, I'll yeah. come and have a little look, right? So I thought, I'll see what I can do. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I unscrewed the loft panel, and I've got, like, I, I put marigolds on, because I'm not, I'm not into getting my hands actually <laughs> dirty. And I've got my hand in the loft, like, I can't see. I'm up to my shoulders, like a farmer birthing a car. <laughs> and I'm, like, trying to find... I'm like, please don't touch something squidgy. <laughs> Please don't touch something squidgy. And uh, I'm all the time, I'm like, <laughs> my stomach's flipping. Disgusting. I said, right, I'll have a look at the chimney. Right. So I'm lay, I'm lay on the floor in the room, and I've got my arm up there, and I'm trying to get this, find what, whatever there is. And I've loosened it so much that the, the most amount of soot you've ever seen <laughs> just poured out of the chimney. It went everywhere. I'm covered in it. I look like a 1970s racist. <laughs> like, it's, it's everywhere. <laughs> All over the bedroom carpet. Oh, it's, God. I know. And, uh, <laughs> and then, this is the weirdest thing that happened, right? An egg fell out of the chimney. An, an egg? An egg. And I don't mean like a little quail, like a proper, like a chicken's egg, a white, a big egg, a big white what? egg. It just fell and it just it seeped a bit of gunk on the... What? I know, Nish, I know. And I was like, well, I, that must have been it. I don't know. I can't. I mean, there were so many, thousands of flies, like a Hitchcock film. It was awful. What? An egg in the chimney breast. I know. It's baffling. It, baffled. Anyway, I had to leave it. I had to, I had to go to work. I just left a <laughs> massive mess. <laughs> Stuff to do. You know, so <laughs> I just left to do it. Um... But, uh, I mean, a mess, mate. I mean, I've never... It was everywhere. Jason Manford. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. So, uh, yeah, I found an egg. Uh, it fell out of uh, this the chimney. <laughs> it just sounds weird. It sounds weird. It sounds like the beginning of a Dr. Zeus book. <laughs> it does, yeah. Uh, anyway, it turned out it was, it was a duck. A d duck had died. Uh, in the um, in the chimney at some point. Yeah. Weirdest thing you've ever found in your house? Dog collar. A dog collar? But not for a dog. Oh, that's <laughs> weird. And where was this? What was this? In my, my house that I still live in now. Wow. We sort of arrived and, uh, you know, everything's fine, everything's looking clean, and uh, just my flatmate opened the cupboard mm. and uh, he went, says, is that a dog collar? And I went, I don't... It's not like a dog colour I've seen... And then we sort of both... Just the truth just dawned on each other and we were oh, like, oh, boy. That is and, weird. Uh, straight to the shops, bleached absolutely everything. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be done. <laughs> Claire Roscoe uh, has messaged in. She said, at New House, there was a coffin in the loft. <laughs> a coffin. Empty, she checked. Uh, <laughs> I like this picture. We keep our Christmas tree in there now. 
Come on, get it down. It's like the Adams Family Christmas. <laughs> right, you go up and get the Christmas tree every Christmas. I remember that. There's a coffin up there. Uh, we found the cast of the previous owner's breasts in the bottom of the drawer that they left behind. <laughs> a cast. <gasps> what a charming gift. Yes. <laughs> leave that. I mean, I know a lot of people leave flowers or a bottle of wine, but why don't you... Why you just leave the, the, the take a full cast of your bosom? <laughs> yeah. Also, what I'm concerned about is how do you know that it was definitely the previous owner's... It yeah. suggests that they really sized them up <laughs> on the way out. That's definitely hers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this yeah. next one is just weird. Oh. <laughs> Kimberly, when I moved into my house about six years ago, I found about ten catalogues in the loft. K's, Next, Littlewoods, the usual. Fair enough. But none of the models had heads. Someone had spent forever cutting the heads out meticulously. Oh. Gave me the fear. That is wow. weird. There was a that serial killer in your house. At 100% you, lived in the ho- you live in the house of a serial killer. Oh. I would say if that's the weirdest thing you find in your house, you've done well. Yeah, that is really weird. <laughs> hey, we've got Amy on the line. Good morning, Amy. Good morning. Morning. How are you? I'm um, alright, thank you. Lovely. Now, me and you, Amy, had a little chat, didn't we? Because we, you uh, posted on my uh, Facebook uh, page this week about the thing that's in your house that you found. Yeah, we did. Why don't you tell us what it is? Uh, a human-sized gun safe. A human-sized gun safe. I mean, she's made it sound scary by putting human size. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I have to say, gun is the red flag word for and me And gun Jason. is in there as well. I mean, weirdly, that sounds like an oxymoron, doesn't it? A gun safe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Two things that don't really go together. Uh, so, so it's in your loft. It's in the loft, When yeah. did you move into this house? Uh, in 2009. Okay, so you've been there seven years, mm-hmm. and there's a human-sized gun safe locked, <laughs> locked, and you've never opened it. No. Wow. I mean, the curiosity would just... Yeah. And uh, have you attempted? Has anyone gone, gone at it with a crowbar, or...? Well, we we kind of had this little tete-a-tete with it, and we thought, oh, we're going to break into it. Um, and then we phoned the police, and the police were like, if you break into it and there's anything in there, mm. it becomes your responsibility. So we were like, what? well... Oh, no. What? what do we do? But, I mean, you say that, but, I mean, if, if there's a gun in it... Surely they'll come and get it. <laughs> They're not just going to go, oh, that's your responsibility, <laughs> I'm afraid. Like, if I know police... <laughs> I Which like I know I, you do. And I feel like I do. <laughs> Surely to goodness. Jason. Manford. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Good morning, it's Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. I'm joined by Hayley Ellis. Morning. Morning. So, a lot of people texting in. Loads. What's in the gun cabinet? Tell what us. You've been te- you've been teasing us for an hour. Joanne has, has threatened me. This better be good, Jason. <laughs> I've actually got out of bed for this. Oh, Joanne. What's wrong with your radio? You have to get out of bed. That's the beauty of radio, too. Sit in bed, Joanne. Vicky Cox in Gloucester. She says, gun cabinet's empty, Jason. It probably had guns in it. Previous person moved out, took the guns, but I guess getting a human-sized safe out of the loft was too much of a task. I left it behind. Practical. Bet ya, she says. Bet ya. How much she betting, Vicky? Well, she's not. She's not specified. Specify a fee, Vicky. I'll see whether we'll place it. <laughs> but why don't we find out what happened? I sent my brother, Colin, all the way to Loughborough from Manchester. Just to get him out of the house. I was like, go on. <laughs> it was it was his wife's new, new wife's idea. Um, so I said, go on, off you go. Find out. Take a locksmith and find out what is in the gun cabinet in Loughborough. Hi Jay, uh, it's Colin here. You've sent me all the way to East Leak. I've driven 100 miles and I'm joined with, with Amy and Caroline. And Caroline's nickname is Lucky, she told me before, but it's an, it's an ironic nickname because <laughs> she's not lucky at all, which is great. And I'm also joined by Jamie the locksmith, Jamie North, who's also very excited. He's not stopped smiling since he got here. Shall we make our way upstairs, no. Jamie? This is a curiosity kill the cat situation. You, you come across it all the time and most of the time there's nothing in them at all. Given that we're moving house, anything that we can sell anything. or a bundle of cash that would be nice a bundle of cash that's, yeah. that's how cash is made in bundles in bundles <laughs> <laughs> I'm full of hope myself Jay I, I, I'm hoping we find something just you know it's, it's, I don't mind driving 100 miles but it's it's, it's handy if there was something at the end of it. Probably a nine-gun cabinet. A nine-gun cabinet. Seven or nine. Just a one will be good for me, though. Yeah. I'm now getting really excited up here, surely. <laughs> I'm not fully in the loft, though, because I'm scared at the same time. What are you using, Jamie? I'm just using some uh, piano wire at the minute. It's been bent up to 
try and manipulate the lock open. It's a good word, manipulate. Quite like it. I, have, I do have a list of favourite words. <laughs> what are the other ones? Uh, crescendo is my favourite. Aubergine used to be my favourite, but then crescendo. It's just fun to say. It's... Quite like misdemeanour. Misdemeanour. That's a very good word. This could be a whole new segment on the show, Jay. Just favourite words. Get people to to Facebook now or, or tweet. Jay, would you ever use brute force or never? Never. He's a gentle. He's a gentle locksmith. This man. <laughs> he's, he's caressing the lock. That technical term. Whenever you caress something, it's normally a positive outcome. <laughs> the power tools are coming out, everyone. Yeah, that's right. That's what we like to hear. Oh, oh there's a ho- we've created a brand new hole. Start the drum roll, Jason. Get the drum roll on. We're coming towards the end of this. We are open. The lock's done. It's been defeated by Jamie. And... That's a cleaning rod. We've got a cleaning rod <laughs> from uh, Parker Hale Cleaning Rod. Sporting gun, a freebie. We've got a cartridge carrier, so no cartridges. That's a butt. Gun butt. Everything but a gun right now. <laughs> and that is... It. And we've got some sponges. Uh, yeah, ultimately we had a, a, a nice lo- lovely bag there, the sporting gun and a cleaning rod. That's it, really. I've travelled 100 miles from Manchester, Jay, to uh, to find a bag and a cleaning rod. So cheers, buddy. There's never been a bigger anticlimax <laughs> since the last episode of Lost. <laughs> but if we wouldn't have done it, it'd have done our heads in. So now we know. And Vicky was almost right. Well, she was right, wasn't yeah, she? Yeah, I'm glad I never bet you a tenner, Vicky. I'd be glad that you didn't lose any money there. Yeah. Crikey. But now we know. Yeah, but sponges. What was in the gun cabinet? <laughs> <laughs> some sponges and some other things that was essentially it's exactly what Vicky said yeah. somebody just couldn't be bothered moving that right. cabinet out Mrs Marple Vicky though but now we know now we know Jason Manford on Absolute Radio Where music matters uh, my mum Oh, right. My mother, my mother, she uh, went out uh, to like a charity lunch thing last Wednesday or something. So she's gone to this charity lunch, middle of the day, and uh, for some reason, whatever it is, she's with her pals, she's just suddenly just got on it, on the drink. Oh. Just gone for it. She's not a massive drinker, my mum, but yeah. she's gone for it. Started drinking at 12 o'clock, carried on. I get a phone call at three o'clock in the morning. Oh, in the morning? Three o'clock, yes, in the morning. I'm in bed, obviously, and, I'm, and I, I'd been in bed for a good four and a half hours, mm. like, since <laughs> half ten. That's what time I go to bed now. Yeah. And I got a phone call asking if I could go and pick them up in town because they were just hammered, like, to a point where the pictures I saw on Facebook the next day of her and her friends was like... Like a 17-year-old who'd gone out for the first time. Is it the ones where even the pictures are out of focus? <laughs> yeah, like lopsided, <laughs> people falling over. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was like, apparently she was like, she was on a, a cash machine treating it like a, a, a fruit machine. Like, oh. you know, hammered. Gamble. <laughs> just like, ah, press bells. nudge on that, press nudge on that. <laughs> just hammered. <laughs> and it's me mum. Yeah. And so, I, I guess my... Uh, my question is twofold, is when did parents start behaving like kids? Is there an age that you just hit where you go, no responsibility, I'm fine. Yeah, done all my bit now. I've done that now, I'm just going to go for it again. again. Yeah. There must be a point, must there? And where you as a child, or as a former child, as their child, suddenly becomes the... The adult again. The adult. Well, the adult, for the, yeah. I did the Manchester Arena on my last tour. <laughs> Paid for a box for my mum and her mates. Yeah. A, a, a maximum of 16 people are allowed in the box. I said, I'll, I'll cover the food and drink, that's what I said. For 16 people. For 16 people, <laughs> right. Including uh, two children, by the way. There was like a 15-year-old and 14-year-old in there. At the interval, my agent said to me, I've just stopped a bottle of brandy going into the, um, <laughs> into the box. I said, oh, they're all right with a bottle of brandy. They went, it's the fifth one. I went, OK, well, no, <laughs> that's not OK. Fifth bottle of brandy. Not only had she had 16 people in there... She was sneaking other people in. <laughs> Friends who were on the phone are coming, hiding people in the toilets when security were coming in. This is the, the performers. Mom. I mean, the night before, Beyonce had been on. I don't think her man was doing that. No. Well... Well, you don't know. I don't know what goes on. <laughs> and uh, at the end, the, the manager said to me, <laughs> in the immortal words, he said to me... Um, uh, he said, uh, "We uh, when after I got off stage, he said, Jason, uh, your family were the worst behaved family we've ever had here at yeah. the arena. Thank you very much. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> and I include the pokes. Wow. <laughs> uh, Kim uh, texted in, she said, 
David, her, her father, fell into some nettles whilst trying to wee up a wall in Croatia. I have witnesses. It's quite specific, isn't it? It is, right? isn't it? Some of them are, are ruder than others. Gemma says, uh, My mother-in-law got that drunk at a barbecue we were having. She proceeded to tell me that my father-in-law had bought her a purple toy oh. of sorts, but she didn't need it because she was getting it enough. Oh, wow. Gee, wow. Wow. Have another drink, Mum. Oh. Have another drink. <laughs> Sausage. Uh, <laughs> Nikki and Mark. Uh, Nikki and Mark say, I love it now that our son is 18 and can drive. He's our taxi service. Yeah, that's good. fine. That's, yeah, that's, that's full right. circle. That's just that's payment, isn't it? But yeah. not at three o'clock in the morning. Jason. Where real music matters. I was talking about my uh, mum uh, getting hammered, hammered, mm. and then ringing me at 3am to come and pick her and her mates up in town. So I'm asking you about parents behaving badly. When did that happen? And what have your parents done uh, where you've become, had to become the grown-up? Gemma says, my mum uh, nearly got arrested in Spain for being drunk and disorderly. Oh. I mean, if police are involved. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's when you're pushing it a bit, aren't you? Uh, Kirsten says, this weekend, my 58-year-old mum got her first tattoo. No? Suddenly, suddenly she didn't say it. What, what it was. She didn't know, or where it was. Or where it was. No, she hasn't. <laughs> this is horrible. Katie says, my mum, in her 60s, went out on the town, got so hammered, she puked up a few times, lost her false teeth. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the answer, isn't it? I'll I'll leave, leave them. them there. <laughs> Imagine finding that the next day, walking past that <laughs> on your way to work on Monday morning. Yeah, it looks, oh, look, somebody's been, oh. It looked like a human had melted. It's <laughs> yeah. yeah. lying on the floor, you're like, whoa. Yeah. Next <laughs> to one of them little blue lights with a mosquito thing, you'd be like, whoa. <laughs> that was a crazy Strong. night. <laughs> uh, Peter says, my father's 88, he often goes for a walk. Oh. Uh, he will get delivered some hours later with a huge smile on his face, swaying gently in the non-existent wind. Just <laughs> <laughs> for a few bites. I love that. Um, my, uh, where was the one that I really wanted to... Oh, that was it, it was Tara. She said, when I was 17, I brought my bu- my then-boyfriend back home. My mum, who'd been out on the lash with her friends and was in bed, uh, we were sat watching TV when the living room door swung open. In came a mother, stark naked, went to the kitchen to get a glass of water and then went back to bed. <laughs> <laughs> to this day, she denies it. Yeah, I bet she does. <laughs> I bet she does. <laughs> uh, my other one, which is, is a tough one to read out, but I'm going to do it anyway, uh, was from uh, Gemma Skinner, who said, uh, I asked my mum not to mention a certain word. Right. Oh, oh, right. So, I told you this one off air, yeah, didn't yeah, I, with yeah. the actual word, but I'm, I'm, I won't obviously do it on air. <laughs> uh, I asked my mum not to say the C word yeah. in my house in front of the children. She said what? Then said the word. The said word. And, and immediately <laughs> said it. I meant chocolate. <laughs> Not that God, word. No, mum, I meant chocolate. <laughs> For God's sake. Chocolate. I'm talking about chocolate. Why would you say that in front of four year olds? <laughs> Now, mm. uh, I, my daughter, I was, I was sort of on my phone. I was helping my daughter with her, with her English homework. She was doing, doing, doing all this, and uh, she went, "Daddy, are you on your phone?" And I said, "No." <laughs> Even though I was, no. She said, so "What are you doing?" I said, "Nothing. Not doing anything." And she looked over and she said these words, "Daddy, are you googling what is an adverb?" <laughs> <laughs> For a very brief moment, I just couldn't find in my brain what one was. <laughs> Uh, so I thought about this moment of, of, of helping your kids with homework where you're completely lost. Yeah. Even at six years old. Well, no, but there, there was another thing. It's that I, uh, d- we had uh, Carol Vorderman on Buzzcocks once, mm. and I asked her if she could teach me how to do long division, because I n- never really no, took... No, I'd never know how to I do that. I could never know... And I re- I'm sure it's easy. I'm all right with numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I wanted to be shown how to do long division. I was desperate to. And I really want to learn grammar. Because I love, you know, the other day my kids went, well, you can't say that because there's, there's a subjunctive clause. And I'm like, what? Oh. And I'm like, my brain just goes, da 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 I had a weird moment with my little brother when he was at, he was in a much nicer school than I went to, but uh, he... Colin? Uh, no, 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 he was in the same no, school okay. I was at. My youngest brother, Niall, oh, right. who is now 15, but when he was about maybe 11, mm-hmm. he had this homework, he, and he was staying at my house, and he said, will you help me with my homework? And I said, yeah, of course I will, of course I will. He said, it's got to be in for tomorrow. Kids do this a lot. Yeah. It's got to be in for tomorrow. Is oh, that, deadlines? Yeah. Is that You're what it's showbiz, man, you know, a deadline? Yeah. They're like, what, what was it set today? Oh, no, we've ha- we could have done it 
two weeks ago when we were first asked. But, you know, uh, I'm, I'm asking today. So I went, OK, we'll do it. What do you have to do? He says, I need to make a Trojan horse. A Trojan horse for whatever lesson it was. I said, right, OK, what? Classics. He, he does. He does classics at his at his posh school, and uh, so I said, right, okay, fine, all right. I'll, I'll try my best. I'm not very arty, but I stayed up till three thirty in the morning doing his homework for him. Paper mache, paint. I made this. I would say about maybe a 35 40 centimeter uh, long trojan horse cut a, a little bit in the side put some toy soldiers in the middle you know give it the full trojan horse feel closed it back up again made a little had a little plinth for it took me a painted it beautifully and then gave it him i took it into school with him because i thought i'm not having him yeah, drop you're it. Over the credit so i took it yeah because you do that as well when you do your kids homework about a few days later you're like what did we get for that uh, essay <laughs> <laughs> we did by the way <laughs> a b you're joking <laughs> and i saw, i took it into as i was walking into the school with him i looked around and i saw all these other kids i thought where's all the trojan horses i mean there should be a wealth of them now uh, coming in the yeah. morning as i looked the rest of his classmates had drawings of trojan horses i said niall why have those kids got uh, pictures of Trojan horses and not a model? He went, oh, yeah, no, we had an option. We could uh, draw it or, <laughs> or make it. <laughs> Can you believe that? I like that boy <laughs> a lot. 3.30 a.m., <laughs> brown paint, just toy soldiers. in glue <sighs> and paper. And Nightmare. Little toy soldiers stuck to your cheek. Hey. You laying in bed. Got an A-star, though. Got an A star. Nailed it. Of course yeah. it did. Part of his coursework. The only 3D Trojan horse. Yes. So if his head teacher, Mr. Chicken, is listening, that's his name, uh, then uh, I, w- I know. It's brilliant, isn't it? I know, I, you know what? I bet I know what his wife is saying right now. And? I feel like chicken tonight. Jason Manford. Absolute Radio. We're real music. Matters. Good morning, it's Jason Manford on Absolute Radio, uh, joined by Steve Edge, Hello. our co-host, uh, our studio audience, uh, Johnny Awesome, Hello. and special guest, Adam Hill. Hey. <laughs> Hello, everyone. We've even, got a, we've even got a jingle for you, Adam. Really? Yes, okay. that's how excited we are. This is for you, Adam. For this. He's going to Rio for the Paralympics. The water's bad, he better take some pills. Australian and West Ham fan, he's forever blowing bubbles. It's Adam Hill. Oh, that's, that's amazing. So that, that is... You know, it, the processes, my mental processes there were, can I have that before every show? I was thinking I could just walk around with you. When you come out the lift, I'll do that. Downstairs. <laughs> Downstairs, when you come out. That I, do you know what? I genuinely thought I want to be introduced with that, by that every time, oh, and then realised, actually, it's not going to make any sense, the Rio thing, for the rest of my life. I could change the words, Adam. Oh, could you? Yeah. He's like that. Oh, oh my I could change goodness. the words. Yeah. 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 That, the, yeah. Even that, he only come up with about five minutes ago. Yeah. You could even say he's been to Rio, and then like, it's you know, all, okay. like He went out last night and had a big night. He shouldn't really do it, but he took some pills, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> whatever, whatever you want me to sing. Oh, this is amazing. Yeah, we're this off. Is, we're what off. A way what else did he do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm interested. We will stop I'm going to bring you along when I've had a big night and can't remember quite what I did. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> a refresher. Yeah, yeah that's great. Yeah. the audience, by the way. I'm really sorry. I got a bit freaked out. I kind of walked into a radio interview. There was an audience. And yes. then I put my head down and just walked to you and and didn't say hello to anyone. Well, there we are. <laughs> we're, we're saying hello now. I know we thought we'd do it different this week. We thought we'd have a we'd have a bit of a party. Is this the first time you've had this an audience? This is the first time we've had an audience. Yeah, wow. this is our first one. I should have. Do you know what? I should have known that because it's incredibly well catered. Yes. <laughs> Basically, the catering. You can't say it obviously because it's on the radio. But the catering looks like. I don't know if you've seen Obese a Year to Save My Life. You know when they get the <laughs> they get the table out and they go, "This is what you eat in a fortnight." Yeah. <laughs> That's what we've got. But just this morning. But you only ever do that for the first the first time. You only cater well for the first time. <laughs> yeah, the, well, the, the bananas aren't coming again, are they? Look, no yeah, one's no, no one's even touched the bananas. <laughs> yeah, and you've over you've really overcated now that I look at that. That's remarkable. <laughs> well, I remember one of the first gigs I ever did over here um, was uh, look. I'm going to say who it was. A whole bunch of comedians, and it was in um, Colchester. All oh, right, yeah. and it was the first time this venue had ever done a gig. And we walked backstage, and it was. 
twice as much as what you've got, but with alcohol. Wow. So there were four of every beer, but there were five different types of beers. Wow. And there were bananas, and there was bottles of wine. And one of the comedians happened to be going to a party straight after the gig mm. and basically filled his bag up with everything Amazing. that took it to a party. Go on, tell us who it was. <laughs> It was Ross Noble, actually, of all people. Of all people, the one who doesn't, doesn't even drink. drink. I'm off to a party. I'm just going to take everything. And uh, apparently they never catered for that show ever again. Yes, they spoiled it for the rest of us. This is Jason Manford. This is Good morning, it's Jason Mumford on Absolute Radio. Uh, Adam Hills. Uh, I've not seen uh, Adam since we played uh, football together at the Kilkenny Comedy Fest. Indeed. We played there. The Comedian's Football Match. The Comedian's Football Match. Steve Edge... We've never played football together, have we? No, we we're not. We're not footballers. We're not no. footballers. Really it's quite a big. For those who don't know, the Kilkenny Comedy Festival. It started yes. out as a kick around in the park. Yeah. And it's now the rest of the world versus Ireland comedians. Yes. There's about maybe five hundred to a thousand people turn up to yeah. watch it. It's crazy. They, have, they had to employ comedians as commentators over the loudspeakers because it was getting too serious. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the kind of thing where. I, so I was in Montreal last there's week. Nothing, just before you say that, there's nothing like being ribbed by those Irish comics though is there I oh. mean those Irish comics doing the uh, commentary I mean at one point uh, Carl Spain who uh, I remember this clearly almost like I remember the moments at school when I got bullied yeah. was, uh, <laughs> like, it, it, it's logged in that same category yeah, yeah, yeah. there was a moment where I was up front in inverted commas I was just stood there and uh, waiting for the ball and, uh, and Carl Spain said um, and uh, what a huge honour it is to have uh, international, internationally successful comedian and Jason Manford here in Kilkenny. They've even erected a statue in his honour. <laughs> oh no, it is Jason Manford. Uh, <laughs> I remember it clearly. <laughs> And there's such a weird bond. So I was in Montreal last week for the festival, and someone introduced me to Louis C.K. Oh, wow. And said, Louis, do you know Adam Hills? And he turned around. I'm going to see him on Friday. Are you going to see him on Friday? Yeah. 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 He turned around and looked at me and went, Oh my God, Adam, we played football together in Kilkenny on your one leg. Man, the Irish hated losing that day, didn't they? It's this really amazing People bond of anyone that's been there and gone through so it. So funny. I, the, my favourite game of uh, like celeb football that I've ever been involved in was at Old Trafford uh, maybe about six years ago, and it was for Comet Relief. Mm. And uh, it was Manchester, similar, Manchester United versus the rest of the world. And it was United ex-players and fans versus the rest of the world, ex-players and fans. And there's a weird thing when you play with ex-pros because you just get so involved really quickly like when, yeah. in the first minute you're like alright Mr Rush like when you meet Ian Rush and then five minutes in you're like Rushy Rushy <laughs> I was free then <laughs> I get really into it you know and uh, there was an amazing moment where Yap Stam do you remember Yap Stam the big Dutch player who played for Manchester United in defence uh, he had the ball and Lee Mack right, who's <laughs> one of my favourite human beings right, Lee Mack um, slide tackled Yap Stam Right, and who's a huge mountain? He's just like a wall of muscle with two eyes. Right, he's massive, and he, he missed the ball, and then petulantly, and who knows why Lee did this? Just did a little kick, like kicked Yapstam in the leg. Right, right. and Yapstam looked down, like you would look down if like a like a, 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 a fly hit your arm. Like he just yeah. looked down at Lee Mack, and this is something you will never see in a professional game of football. As he looked down at Lee Mack, Lee was lying on the floor, and Lee went. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like you never get that in the Premier League, you? Jason. Manford. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. If you have a kid, it's safe to say your life will change. And there's lots of things that you will have to rearrange. But this one thing happens that I never knew. Your kids will embarrass you. Absolutely, absolutely. So I was in a restaurant mm -hmm. um, a little while back, and uh, my early on, my daughter found this like it was like a hard. I don't know if you've seen them like hard plastic balls, and they're like spiky a little bit, and they bounce and they, and they light up. Oh yeah. Anyway, oh, yeah. so she just randomly, she's like seven, started randomly sort of rubbing it onto the back of my uh, shoulders. It was like one of those massage things. Oh, she's yeah. rubbing it into the back of my shoulder. I was like. Yeah. It's actually quite. It's actually quite nice. Like Lights like, going on. So yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so she did it, and I was like, "I said that's actually pretty good." That. So she did it for about 
two or three minutes, you know, when kids find something new to do, and then she, off she went, and we all sort of forgot about it. And later on, in the same restaurant, um, the waiter came over, and she said, are you having a good time? And my daughter went, uh, yes, I gave Daddy a ball massage. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't stay for dessert. <laughs> and, uh, it was like one of them moments that you're like, oh, do I explain it? Or is that, does it just sound weird? It sounds weirder. Yeah. So, I, um, so that's what I thought we'd talk about this morning. Inappropriate kids, the moments where they just say something so. Uh, I mean, balls is quite a good one because, you know, obviously that's one of their favourite uh, toys, footballs and bits and bobs. So that, can, that plays a lot. Cheryl messaged me to say uh, that, Jason, that reminds me of my eldest uh, several years back. Uh, this was on Facebook. She said, uh, We had just moved into our new house and I was introducing myself to the neighbour when I heard a scream. My young son ran out of the door in floods of tears. I attempted to get the story out of him. In between great heavy sobs in front of the elderly neighbours, she said, Daddy put my balls in his mouth. My husband flew out moments later to go, Maltesers! I ate his Maltesers! (laughs) Best introduction ever. So, this is what we're chatting about this morning. Inappropriate... Children, right? I mean, you've got kids, Adam. I have, and I'm going to stick to the theme. Uh, <laughs> so I've got a prosthetic foot. Yeah. Uh, so my right foot is shorter than my left, and it's got a little ankle joint on it. And so when you've got a small kid, when you've got like a two or three year old, and they look and go, "What's that?" How, it's really hard to explain. Well, mm. you know, it's a, it's from birth and blah, blah blah. So my daughter would look at it and kind of grab it, and I would make the ankle go back and forward and go e o e o e o e o, just just yeah. so that she felt comfortable course, with me yeah, having yeah. a weird little foot. And she started to call it Daddy's Eeyore. Right. Which is fine <laughs> until friends' kids come round and you have a swim, and then the friends' parents come round to pick up their kids and say, how was the swim? And they go, amazing, we saw BB's Daddy's Eeyore. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> he even let us play with it. And then you kind of, kind of explain. <laughs> so, I mean, it was my own fault, to be honest. Yeah, no, but you, you can't foresee it, though. You can't foresee it. That's the mad thing about it. So yeah. 8, 12, 15 is... The, uh, is the text if you've got anything like that um, or give us a call if it's, if it's better in person to tell me 0330123 I mean it might not just be a, a rude stuff it might just be uh, like Kate messaged me she said when Disney brought out the film The Hunchback of Notre Dame uh, she said my, uh, my daughter was four or five and she loved it uh, she had the little figures and the books and the toys uh, we were in our local supermarket and my daughter had run in front to look at the toys in the next aisle she, uh, like she always does suddenly she shouted at the top of her voice Mum, Quasimodo is round here <laughs> I said hang on I'm coming wondering how much this toy was going to cost me I walked to the next aisle and there was a lovely gentleman with a curved spine <sighs> OMG I could not apologise enough dragging my daughter out of the shop <laughs> he wouldn't have heard though because he's deaf because of the bell <laughs> <laughs> Absolute Radio. Where music matters. <laughs> Good morning, it's Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Janice Connolly is with us. Uh, sorry, that was a story that we can definitely not tell on the radio. Apologise about that. And uh, I wanted to tell you about this, actually. Um, so, it was my kid's swimming lesson uh, right. yesterday. They have a swimming lesson on a, on a Saturday morning. The big four, the big four do. And uh, it takes two hours to get because they're all in different stages of swimming so 12 to half past half 12 to one one to like it's a bit of a bit of a nightmare and uh, but we're in there so we're in the pool for two hours I mean I'll tell you how long I'm in the pool for when I get out um, the finger recognition doesn't work on my phone because my I'm so prune like right right so yesterday what I did was I thought oh, I'll do I'll do a first bit in the pool and then I'm getting out and getting and if I'm dry then I'll be able to get them dry quicker and all that sort of stuff so I did that so I sat there um, at the side of the pool managed to get we finished the swimming lessons um, after we sat there for a bit got in the car went over to uh, the supermarket so all the way through reception all the way to the car park into the car to the supermarket, all the way around the supermarket, back into the car, home, before I realised that those uh, plastic blue things uh, that protect your, protect the floor from your shoes were still on my trainers from the swimming baths about two hours earlier. And nobody said anything? Not so, no, nobody said anything. People smi- not people smiling at me. I just thought, oh, probably just seen us on something. Like, I wasn't even... No, they were laughing at me, Janice. They were laughing, but not helping. There's too much exactly. going on. Exactly. Don't laugh, help. So I want... This is the question I'm asking this morning. What is the furthest you've got with a fashion malfunction? 
Uh, Becky said, uh, from home to Tesco's, full shop and home again before I realised I'd stuck a massive yellow fascinator in my hair whilst tidying up. There I was thinking how nice people were in this new town, just smiling at me. I love that. Did it just fall on her head by mistake? I think she must have put it up while she was cleaning and then obviously oh, well, just... that's right, just put it there. Yeah, and then oh, she's gone. Um, Kaylee uh, Hartigan says, that While playing with my son and mucking about with face paints all morning after lunch, we had a call at the door from some local church group. It was only after... Uh, it was only until they uh, left after an awkward ten minutes at the door about saving my soul that I realised the red devil face was still painted on mine. Oh. Didn't help, but my boy was at the door also with a skull face and a pitchfork from Halloween in his hand. <laughs> Safe to say we never saw them again. That's, I'm thinking about my mother now. She was, mm. she went um, round B&Q in Stockport and she said uh, everybody was looking at me and I thought I must have looked a million dollars and she realised she'd had tights and knickers from the night before oh. to come out the bottom of a trail. Oh, <laughs> and we're trailing behind her but she thought everybody's looking at her and she's thinking well, I've got, you've got it today, Joyce. <laughs> I love that. Where real music matters. Kerry uh, in Lee, who says, Hiya, Janice. Hiya. She says, uh, When pregnant, I did a full shop in Morrison's with my umbrella up. Nobody <laughs> said a word. <laughs> Just did it. It's <laughs> unbelievable, isn't it? It's crazy what you get up to. Angela said, uh, I used to live right next to uh, the station, so where I get the train to work. I once was in such a rush, I ran for a train, got on the train, and realised I was still swishing mouthwash. She she just put it in her mouth, blah, 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 and I'll call it. It's not quite a fashion thing, but that's crazy, isn't it? It's very good swishing. She had to swallow. She said. <laughs> Pete Nicholson said, uh, bought, bought a new pair of shoes for a job interview, wore trainers for the journey, put the shoes on outside the building to find out they were both left. Both left feet. Bit awkward. Imagine that in a, in a job Awful. interview. How did you, you get on? Did you get the job? He doesn't say. Oh, right. He doesn't say. Uh, Ian Britton says, I think this counts as a malfunction. Ate a boost bar whilst driving. Bit of chocolate must have fallen between my legs and melted down the back of a pair of black trousers. Only saw it when I got home and looked like I had pooed all over the back of my pants. Wonder why I was getting all those looks when I was filling up with petrol. <laughs> There's a lot out there. There is a lot I'm glad out it's there. not just me. I like this one from uh, Denise. She actually has got two. She says, first one, walked half the length of Dover High Street, age 17, with the back of my skirt tucked into my drawers. We've all done that. I mean, that's, easy, that's easy done. Yeah, easy uh, done in Dover. Easy, easy done. <laughs> uh, the other one was this. I was a newly very slim 30-year-old, fending off the attentions of a flirty butcher. All ladies <laughs> will know. This is a good tale. <laughs> he says, all ladies will know how cheeky butchers are. They are, are. very cheeky, are the butcher. I've never, I've, I've never noticed. Well, you're uh, not a lady. Well, I wouldn't know, I guess so. Uh, she said, I was Wearing a button-back pencil skirt and matching blouse. Very nice very outfit. Nice. Forgotten I for felt, the butchers. She said, I felt very swish until I walked away and felt a bit of a draft. My two-year-old had undone all but the top button of my skirt whilst I was distracted by my two pork chops. Oh, very good. Katie and Kendall have done this. I walked my boys to school after getting ready in a hurry and then went to do some shopping in town when I felt a lump near the bottom of my jeans. Shut my leg, uh, my leg sorry, and a pair of knickers fell out from the day before. That's I just right. carried on walking, shamefaced, pretending not to notice. That's right, just shook them off. Isn't it funny when there's, al there's always like a, a sock or a Summer. yesterday's pants or something That's just right. in your trousers. You've just put them on too too quick every That's morning. That's it, and you think, what's that lump? And I, did it through. A, I did it at an interview, a job interview once, um, and I was in this interview and I had these trousers on that I'd obviously wore the day before, and halfway through the interview I could feel them. They'd obviously dislodged and they were they'd sort of started to make their way down a little bit, and I knew as soon as I stood up yeah. um, that they were coming out the bottom. Of the, of the trousers and so I stood up and I shut the guy's hand and I think even the shake of his hand sort of just loosened it a bit for, and they I could see the bottom of these like they were like orange underpants like just out of the bottom and I was only 17 like 16, 17 was like my first job interviews yeah, I think I was 16 and I shook his hand and he said oh we'll be in touch and I could see them at the bottom and I thought what can I I can't walk away so I just kept going I sort of he went you alright and I went yeah I've just got a couple more questions about uh, the job like and I, I, I didn't and I said I asked him something and I went oh and then I spotted a jug of water on the back shelf I said you couldn't get us um, a glass of water could you and uh, oh, I could have some water please and he went yeah sure and he, he, when he turned I managed to free them and I just kicked them under his desk quick thing you just <laughs> left them under his and desk and I left them under his desk it was the only thing I could do so I just kicked them under his desk had the water and then left and I, thought, and I was on the bus home and I thought I've got away with that totally got away with that and then it was only then I realised 
I say my name was probably sewn in the back of them. Oh. Like, my mum still did. My mum still did that. Was oh. only, so I never got a phone call for that job. Quick thinking though with the with the words. It was. I was quite pleased with myself. If only I could have shown him uh, how quick I was at thinking That's in in right. difficult situations. I'd have probably got the job. So I, I had this um, phone call from Bruce Forsyth once where he told me off. Yeah. I don't want to start on a row. Yeah. And uh, and then uh, Phil very kindly uh, <laughs> mentioned uh, one of my many other um, celebrity faux pas. Because I'm not good around them. I'm not good around a celeb. Yeah. When I meet them, I, I still feel like not worthy. I feel a bit like I shouldn't be here, you know. So I um, I get a bit nervous and I often uh, find myself in situations that you know that shouldn't and what happened was i was doing raw variety and uh a few years back and um i was i was on with uh, i think peter k was host and there's quite a lot of big stars on the raw variety as you as you as you remember every christmas and um uh, Paddy McGuinness, not that he's one of the big stars, but Paddy McGuinness was also on the bill, and we sort of had like a friendly rivalry all day where we were getting photos of um, celebrities. So like Michael Bublé, um, Miley Cyrus was on, you know, all these different people were on. So we were getting all these photos. And then just before we did uh, a rehearsal, I, I came in and I saw the comics uh, Penn and Teller. We shared a dressing room with Penn and Teller. Um, and uh, I saw them, a couple of the Hal Cruttenden, I think, and uh, Paddy McGuinness and a couple of Omid Jalili, I think. All these different comics are there. And as I walked over, I saw Paddy, and um, he said, "Hey, look, look, look who's over there!" And I had a little look. And he, was, <laughs> he said, "It's Bette Midler." And I said, "Oh yeah." And uh, he says, "Why don't you go and get a photo with her?" And I said, "Oh, do you know what? I, do you know what I might do?" He says, "I've already got one." I said, well, "I'm going to, I'm going to go and get one as well, then, Paddy." He said, "Go on, take your camera. No light, no light, you know, like he said." And uh, I went over, and I, um, I said, "Excuse me, Miss Midler." Because I'm nice like that, because I'm a respectful boy. I said, uh, I said, my, my parents are a huge fan. My mum's a massive fan. Seen, you know, Beaches, First Wives Club, got your albums. You know, just love you to bits. I wondered if I, I could have a photo. She went bonkers. Like, I'm talking, she's about five foot two, right? So I'm six foot. She's five foot two. She can't even, like, she, her fingers pointing right into my face. It's like she's angry at a plane. Yes, exactly. She's pointing upwards. Yeah. And she's effing and jeffing. She is. <laughs> <laughs> and she's really angry. She's like, how dare you? I, I'm paraphrasing, obviously. I'm taking all the swearing out. She says, how dare you c come over and and, and uh, do this? How dare you say this to me um, when we're here? At the, you know, we're about to go on stage. and I mean, It was a rehearsal. It wasn't the show. Um, how, who, the, who the hell do you think you are? Like, she's really angry. And I'm not... I'm going to be honest here, right? I had... Like, I did actually get tears in my eyes because I was so embarrassed. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, like I was mortified. But also at the same time, because of, she, you know, she used to be a comic and I'm a co Like, I just started laughing, you know, really nervously. I was like, <laughs> this must be some sort of joke. But no, she carried on and she carried on. In the end, security came over, like, got and took me out and I had to get my pass out. I was like, I'm supposed to be here. Like, I'm on the, I'm on the bill. And, um, took me away. <laughs> <laughs> from Miss Midler. I went back to the comics who'd all witnessed this and were all <laughs> doing that thing where they were dying to laugh, but it was awful. And I said, I looked at Paddy, I was like, how did you get a photo? He went, he says, I never, I never did. He said, but I just saw somebody else ask for one and get a rollick in as well. <laughs> <laughs> Set me right up. Have you, have you, um, are you, are you going to get him back one day for that? I will try. I will, I will attempt to get him back one day. But she, I mean, the thing is, everything I've seen about Bette Midler is she's lovely and adorable. I've never heard a bad story about her, which makes me feel, I think, maybe I just caught her at a wrong moment. Jason Manford. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. So, last weekend, I, um, I'm going to flag it up now. This is the first time I've used a, a certain phrase that a lot of celebrities are known for. Okay. I actually used the phrase, do you know who I am? <laughs> now, I'm going to back it up before you turn off, before you start slagging me off on Twitter. Uh, yeah, I've never yeah. used the phrase before because it always struck me as a phrase of, well, if they don't know who you are, they don't... 
how would they know who you are? If they know who you are, it doesn't make sense. There's a question. Yeah. Why would you risk it? The risk is too great. As you know, today is my brother's wedding. So last week uh, was uh, I took my daughters to Debenhams. Went to Debenhams to to, to get dresses for the wedding, for matching her. dresses, which we, which they never do. I forced them into any clothes that match. So we've we spent all day doing it. I was knackered. Anyway, found the dresses. Found the dresses. Got the three. Also got a little one for the baby as well. Ooh. Happy days. On Friday afternoon, I was uh, going to ha- sort of iron them and stuff and get them ready for, for the weekend. And s- halfway through the second dress, a security tag on the dress. Mm. Security tag on the dress. And I thought, I don't know what to do with this. I asked the internet and they were like, oh, just uh, get a magnet. And uh, I was going, what? Nope. Nope. I don't f- who's got magnets other yeah. than the fridge magnets that barely even stick to the fridge? Yeah. <laughs> what use are they going to be? So yesterday, I went back to Debenhams after the internet told me, just go back to the shop. So I drove back to the Trafford Centre on a Saturday afternoon, uh, Alison. Uh-huh. I went into the shop, I queued up, because a massive queue, and I thought, I'm not even buying anything, I'm just after... <sighs> this thing so i get to the front of the queue and i said to the young girl there hi you know you start trying to do your happy face even yeah. though you're like livid <laughs> i was like hi this happened the other day and the security tag got left on um the problem is i've not got the receipt because i didn't keep the receipt because i didn't think i'd be bringing these dresses back i just lost it oh no i found every receipt i bought i used that day except the one i needed she was like yeah without the receipt it's hard to do i was like right who's can make this decision here because I've just driven in and it was your fault. She said, I'll have to get security. Anyway, security came and he and I could sort of tell there was a moment where he sort of he recognised my face for a second and I went, I went, hi, mate. I was like trying to play this laddie, like, all right, mate. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> oh, what a nightmare. You know? Hiya, pal. Yeah. Hiya. And he was like, oh, s- uh, sorry, it's just that, you know, that that's company policy. And I said, look, you know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel good about it, Alison. I don't feel good about it. I know, but I understand. But I had to just go, look, I get it. And I don't know what thieves look like. You know, I could, there's a stereotype, I'm sure, but I don't know what they look like. If you work in the security industry, I'm sure you know what they look like. They do not look like me. They do not look like a tired dad <laughs> with a dress. <laughs> with a, a dress. Anyway... It worked. They took it off? They took it off. And the irony is, um, I I had actually stolen it. That's what that... that, (laughs) I know. This is... Jason Manford. This is... Matters. So, uh, yeah, we've been talking about kids theming things. Uh, not just kids, though, Alison. Yeah, adults are... Adults are... Not even just humans. <laughs> Listen to this. When we were in a pet shop, my guide dog picked up a pig's ear from the shelf and ate it without me knowing. The shop owner was very understanding and found it quite funny. But that is £60,000 worth of training in the bin. <laughs> That's an expensive guide dog. I was going to say six. I guess that's. Yes. Think yeah. about it. How many hours you got to put in? Crikey! <laughs> Even guide dogs at it. I love that. They got a bit of a rogue guide dog. I just need a pig's ear. Hey man, it? look. I'll do my job. I'll keep you safe. But uh, occasionally I will be eating a pig's ear. <laughs> so that's. I just, am just a dog. <laughs> you know, I'm a good guy. Okay, yeah. I, I, I walk blind people around. I make sure they don't get killed. On the flip side, I've got a dark side. <laughs> Pigs ear addiction. You know, exactly. There's nothing I can do about it, okay? But I'm, a, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Yep. I'm good. <laughs> uh, when I was a kid, I remember we went on holiday to Butlins. Uh, this is me. I sort of started talking like I was reading a the text then. But when I was a kid, uh, we went to Butlins on holiday, and uh, me and my brothers uh, were so excited to be there. And it was one of these places where once you're in, the fare and the swimming and everything's just included yeah. in the price. And we'd never... It was actually our only holiday as a kid. So we, we never had holidays. And I was about eight or nine. And my brother was at seven. And my other brother was five. And that was the only holiday I had until I was about 22 when I could afford to go on holiday uh, myself as a grown-up. So we'd gone to the... Ho- we'd gone on holiday, we were there. And we were like, oh, mum, can I have some money for the uh, fairground? And, the sw- and mum was like, guys... It's all included. 
in the price. Foods included, the rides are included, like everything's included. We're at Butlins Profelli in Wales, and it, this is it. And we were like, oh my God, I can't believe it. And we went out and we were gone for the whole day. It was amazing. The next morning, we got up early and we went, there was like a little shop and it had pick and mix and uh, sweets and chocolate and all that. And we filled our pockets and we, t- we just took everything, absolutely yeah. everything from this shop. Like we just filled loads of stuff and then left. But of course the shop it's not is not included <laughs> in the all-inclusive. Oh. <laughs> we got home, uh, we got home uh, to our little chalet thing and a uh, few few hours later little knock at the door oh. dad answered yeah security uh, it's three lads here three lads living here uh, we've had uh, a lot of stuff stolen from the shop a lot of uh, sweets and toys a, f- a football uh, has been stolen <laughs> from the shop <laughs> and my dad it was a Power Rangers football I remember it clearly oh yeah Power day. Rangers and my dad in the face of essentially possibly being thrown out of our only holiday <laughs> went no I'm here by myself <laughs> totally lied <laughs> totally lied as the football just rolled right up to his foot <laughs> security guard went alright All mate right. enjoy your holiday Jason Manford Absolute Radio where real music matters so I had an odd experience this week John Bishop, where I was on holiday, and uh, we were at a, a little cafe, and uh, we were looking at the menu, and it had the usual things on the kids' menu, you know, when you go to Portugal and Spain, you know, chicken nuggets, fish fingers, a burger, that sort of thing. And I said to my daughter, who's uh, just turned seven, I said, um, have you had a look through the menu, sweetheart? Is there anything that you want uh, for dinner? And she had a look through the proper menu, and she said, um, do you know what, Dad? I think I'd like to try the octopus. <laughs> so I got her the octopus, and she, liked, and she liked it. Now, I didn't know you could eat octopus till I was about 22. I didn't even know what hummus was till I was about 25. Yeah, it's, you didn't, they hadn't invented it no. before you were 25. No, I It's agree. stuff like, like couscous. Where yeah. did that come from? Well, Quinoa. There's, there's food agreed. now yeah. that never existed. Kale. Kale. Where did kale? Kale's only two years old. Yeah, I know. Where did kale and, come and from? Ke- kale, like I'm vegetarian, yeah. I, I, so I'm, I'm, I'm. Yeah. All of this stuff's presented to me. Kale. <laughs> I've got to be honest with you. It's not a Mate, thing. It makes you want to eat a sausage. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a farmer went to his gr- went to his land and went. How am I going to get rid of all yeah. this weed? I'll, I'll say it's you. a superfood. Superfood, yeah. It's <laughs> some it. food. What's it? Oh, it's super. I love that. <laughs> yeah, octopus. And I, and it was that moment that I thought my kids are better than me. But better is the wrong word. But definitely posher. They are having a posher upbringing than I am. Oh, naturally. Yeah. Obviously. Like, like I've, I've said it in the past in stand up that my kids are the kids I used to throw stones at. <laughs> <laughs> and there has been times where they're going off to school when they were little the posh posh uniforms and I'm picking up stones going get out of sorry son sorry I couldn't help it it was an instinct your couscous has fell out your lunchbox <laughs> and there is there is that bit where you you like you you regard yourself as working class if you've grown yeah. up on a council estate you go that's it but you don't live there anymore you no. live more of your life somewhere else but of I course. think that grounding never goes it stays and with I, you absolutely. and I don't yeah. think class changes necessarily because of your circumstances mm. it's an instinct inside you but th- but what it means is if you move on for what I want of a better phrase and you live a posh life you do have posh kids yeah I know and, and it is that moment where you do look at them and go Whoa. I know <laughs> my daughter I said to my daughter the other day I said right I'm just I'm just going to uh, we're on all this I said right I'm going to put that uh, put that thing up in the garage and she went you mean the garage the yeah, garage yeah, yeah. she actually corrected my English yeah, Garage! Yeah. I'm not having it. The moment you realise your kid was better than you. Okay, that's what we're after this morning. Steph Griffiths messaged me. She said, went to a restaurant with my daughter. She was about four years old. Waitress came over to see if the food was okay. And my lovely four-year-old announced to everybody, it's super, would you thank the cook for me? <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's amazing. That's good. That's when, amazing. When, you, when your kids, when your kids... Are aware of staff. Yes. Well, there's another great, another great one actually, uh, which was uh, Nicola Perry who said uh, we were having uh, an early pub tea one evening. We ended up being the only ones left in the pub. Her m- five year old said, "Oh look, mummy, it's just us and the servants." No. <laughs> <laughs> Jason. 
Manford. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Lucy's on the line. Good morning, Lucy. Hi, uh, good morning. How are you? Where you? I'm really well, thanks for asking. Where are you calling from, Luce? I'm from Hampshire. Hampshire, lovely. Okay, yeah. tell us then. The moment you realise your kids Whoa, are posh, hang you. on, hang on. <laughs> Lucy's phoning from Hampshire. We've got a high bar to begin <laughs> with. No, trip. no, no. Hang on, right. I, I've, I'm not. Be, I've just recently moved to Hampshire. I'm going to say you don't like. You know, yeah, you yeah. don't sound like you've come <laughs> from Hampshire. No, in, no. In all due okay, respect. With <laughs> all due respect, I said that bit. <laughs> Go on, then. Hey. What happened? Okay, so um, we, myself, my husband, and my twin boys went round to my friend's house for dinner, and they're only four years old. And when we got there, friends. (laughs) at <laughs> my friend's house <laughs> and uh, when we got there um, she asked you know would the boys like a drink and mm. the boys were like uh, yes please can I have a water which is fine you know they're not a big fan of juice so yeah, she started fine. running the cold tap and as she was running the cold tap <laughs> my youngest twin turned around oh no 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 not from the tap it has to be bottled and it has to be cold from the fridge Wow! <laughs> now I'm in, I, see, I think that's fair enough because I'm I'm a bit like I'm a bit of a water snob myself. No, I know, I know, I am. Four. I know, but I am. There's four. I know, there's four. There's four. Like Lucy said, the four. I mean, this is. I'll be honest with you. This is a true story. This. I I used to have another life, Lucy. So I I was working. <laughs> I was working for a pharmaceutical company, and I was and I I was actually studying. This is true. I was studying to do a master's degree in business whilst I was working and I had to go to a seminar weekend in Manchester it was at Manchester University got all these people studying masters all these people involved in business Mm. and there was a lad there and he he lived up in the lakes and everyone had to put forward what environment they were in and what they wanted to do and I said I work for a big pharmaceutical company and they came to this lad this is honestly about 15 years ago I said he said so what, what are you doing he said I'm thinking if you see in France, you get water in a bottle. He said, I'm thinking you can do that in England. And we all went, don't be daft. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to buy water in a bottle? <laughs> He's loaded now, and I'm exactly. here with you. Exactly, yeah. John Buxton. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Thanks, Lucy. That's fine. Thanks. Have a good day. Thank you, you good too, night, sweetheart. Bye bye. It's the moment you realise your kids were posher than you. This one from Alison, I love this one. I grew up in Slough, but grew up and moved away. I first knew my five year old son was posher than me when he applauded someone and said, Bravo. <laughs> <laughs> five years old. Liam in Glasgow says, We didn't have a family car growing up. This is my kids do this. We don't have a family car growing up. Now, my kids see getting the bus anywhere as a novelty. Yeah. And beg me to leave the car at home. Yeah. <laughs> my yeah. kids do that. Can we get the bus? Yeah. <laughs> they always do that. So the moment you realise your kids are pushing you, I love that. Um, and uh, Geraldine in West Midlands was on holiday with our cousins having a pub tea. All the kids were ordering, six of them, all said pizza and chips or chicken nuggets. Came to my eldest lad who was seven. He said steak, medium. <laughs> yeah, medium. <laughs> yeah, medium. <laughs> and uh, Stephanie said, when my daughter was three... Three or four, she said, I was showing her how you could fold up a car window shade and it would ping uh, when you let go of it. I said to her, look, it's magic. She replied, it's not magic, mummy, it's physics. (laughs) (laughs) Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Good morning, Jason Manford, joined this morning by Jeff Norcott. Hello. uh, Who's with us. We're talking uh, the moment you realised... You ain't got it. You ain't mm. got it. You never had it. You don't even know what it is. You're so far from it, you can't even see it. Uh, Caroline messaged me. She said, um, I had it once when I was uh, I was done up. I was going out on a rare night out in town. I was waiting for my friends. A, a group of young men came up to see me. I thought, similar to you, Jason, thought, I've got it here. Until they asked me where the nearest Tesco was. Oh. That can happen. That's not nice, is it? And not even like one of those supermarkets where you go, oh, Waitrose night. Yeah, yeah they nope, thought nothing. I knew. Yeah, she'll, yeah, she'll, she'll know. <laughs> yeah. She looks like she's just come She from likes her bargain. <laughs> yeah. Anastasia says, uh, Anastasia Garton, that's a good name, isn't it? Yeah. She says, uh, I saw this guy in the bus eyeing up my bum. 
after I was taking my son to playgroup, I was thinking, still got it. Imagine my dismay when I got home and found a squash cupcake plastered to my jeans. <laughs> Just heartbreaking. Also, that you didn't have a cupcake as well. Double yeah. grief. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> on, on that, but then again, as a parent, you, I would still probably eat that. I'd st- I'm still eating bits. Think, Just bit that. by bit, just get the finger in there. I, I mean, that. that would look bad. Yeah, that would be weird. I ate a Watsit the other day uh, that was just in the car. <laughs> no, it's not right, is it? Yeah. It was just like, I thought, oh, I'll have that. And I ate it, it was like, because they're supposed to crunch, aren't they? It's sort yeah, of like, yeah, yeah. It was like chewy, and I was like, oh. and then I thought to myself, I can't even remember the last time I bought a packet of Watsits for the kids. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it might have been older than my youngest child. It's some limited edition flavour from the early 90s. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Gaz Pearson. I had a college, uh, a college girl smile at me before, uh, so I smiled back. She was very attractive, so I felt quite good about myself until her mate asked her why she always goes for old men. <laughs> I'm 30 next week. <laughs> Heartbreaking. Martin in Muswell Hill, he says, uh, I used to wait on tables in a cafe. I once rushed to clear a table these four gorgeous girls had just sat down at. I was thinking, I'm going to have a little flirt. As I rested the tray and bent slightly uh, to clear up with big smiles... I just let a little trump go. Ah, oh, nice. Just a little one creeped out. So I had to clear the table with us all in complete silence. <laughs> Stacking the plates, cups, picking up placemats, wiping it all down. The silence was only broken with screeching laughter when I left. <laughs> that is a terrible to. thing that blokes have to enjoy. When, uh, when you embarrass a group of girls, they yeah. will not hold back in screech of laughter together. I don't think it necessarily works the other way. If a no, girl I says don't. something a bit off. Yeah, I think you're right. I don't think it definitely doesn't work the If other you're way. any sort of gentleman, you'll just make out like it wasn't embarrassing. Yeah. Well, I had a weird thing last night after I finished uh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. I was coming through the theatre to a little uh, pub at the front to to see some of the other cast. And uh, I'd sort of done stage door. I'd done a few people who wanted, you know, photos or whatever. So I I was thinking I was just by myself. And early on in the day, Phil Jupiter had made dinner Mm. and in in teriyaki sprouts he'd made, right? And I'm not a massive fan of sprouts, but I thought Mm. I'll eat them because he's he's cooked them. They were actually very, very nice. But, you know, they do... They do give you a bit of, mm. you know what I'm saying. So I did that thing where <laughs> you're in a busy place and you were looking for somewhere just to be alone, mm. just for a second, you know, just to sort of just relieve yourself a little bit, <laughs> just have a little moment of, okay, I'm fine by myself. Mm. And, and I couldn't find anywhere, everywhere I went. It was like a sitcom, everywhere I went. It was, yeah, like, yeah. It was like the Truman Show, but for farts. Right? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and I um, couldn't find anywhere. Uh, and then I found this little place. I thought, right, yeah. I'm gonna just just going to go for it here, and then I'm going to walk away from it. Hmm. And... <laughs> give me far too much information. <laughs> and then this woman come running over, so I had to yeah. quickly, like, like hold it back in. She went, can I get a photo? And I was like, yeah, sure. Like, and I, I mean, I don't know what the photo looks like. It's yeah, just yeah. my face trying to hold it, hold she it in. She doesn't understand your anger. Just hurry up, damn yeah, it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just give me here. But do. then she put her arm around me and yeah. squeezed me, and it squeezed out. Oh. She actually squeezed it out. <laughs> the poor woman. <laughs> Awful. So anyone just joining us, uh, I'm joined by Jeff Norcott this morning and we are talking about the moment that you you thought you had it and you most definitely have not got it or uh, are any... Uh, no, you're nowhere near it! Nowhere near it! Uh, this is uh, from Anonymous. It says, uh, After being dared to do it by friends, I strolled over to the bar and casually leaned over to chat to a group of three very attractive girls. After introducing myself, one of them says... You're on fire. I took this as a compliment, mm. but she was actually informing me that my shirt sleeve was a light for the candle on the bar. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And this one is one of my favourite texts we've ever had. Donna. Came out of the house one day and a gardener was mowing the grass opposite. He was wearing jeans and a high-vis vest top. Great tan body, a lot younger than me. We clocked eyes, smiled, and I giggled and got into my car feeling fabulous. Until I realised I'd got into the passenger side. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the thing about that is, how long is the pause yeah, before you just... you stay in that car? Just have to try, how can you style that out? <laughs> you know, you're looking around, oh, oh, oh he's not here, oh, yeah. I guess I'll have to oh, drive. Dear, what's yeah. it? I, I think what I'd probably do is yeah. just climb over the middle bit and get into the driving seat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would definitely not get back out of the car. Or just see if you've got any European number plates knocking yeah. around. Just, uh, <laughs> I thought it was the, the French car. It's just yeah, my yeah. Uh, foreign car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All the time. Yeah, I do work a lot on the continent. There is know? nothing worse than that. I've done that mm. in, you know, when you go abroad and you yeah. just can't get it out of your head and you just get into the passenger <laughs> side. 
Not for your words, but not in front of As long as you don't do it on the motorway and then go on it, you know, Well, there's that. Yeah. <laughs> not, and certainly not in front of a sexy gardener. Chris, I was dancing with this rather attractive lady in a club. I slipped on a spilt drink, mm. ended up doing the splits, but tried to style it out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Attempted some impromptu breakdancing quite badly. I love just styling it out as a phrase. Just a simple idea of w- what people have to yeah. do when they look like an idiot in public. And <laughs> now, when you go out jogging and you realise you don't know the route anymore, so you literally have to just turn around and jog the other way. There's something really embarrassing about I'm that. I'm not I a jogger. I'll be honest with you, Jeff. <laughs> That's never happened to <laughs> What annoys me about joggers, <laughs> yeah. I mentioned it on the show before, it's when they uh, are at a traffic uh, crossing and they jog on the spot. <laughs> yeah, that like, is how It well winds me up. Yeah. Like, just stop it for a minute. <laughs> yeah. Just pack it in. What are you doing? Just yeah, that's professional level stuff where you need to keep your body warm keep going, and stuff. Keep going. You know. you, you, you're basically doing a fast walk. Yeah, yeah. It's not even proper jogging. <laughs> even dogs sit at, like, traffic yeah, lights, you know what I mean? Just take a moment. <laughs> just have a think about your life. Uh, Kelly, uh, Kelly Ferranti, mm. good name, isn't it? Uh, she said, I had a cold call salesman knock at the door one day, many years ago, and as he, as he was about 25, I was 23 at the time, six foot tall and a perfect mix of the Heath Ledger and a young Sean Connery, I allowed him in to sell my wares. Uh, <laughs> some phone, so, so sell me his wares, sorry. Uh, <laughs> some phone line or something like that. My son was about three at the time, and as this Adonis parked himself on my bright house sofa to talk me through <laughs> <laughs> I had no intention of buying. He landed his peach on a squeaky toy train that sounded a bit like a trump. I was that mortified, I thought I'd ease the awkward situation by saying, don't worry, you can't come in this house without getting something stuck up your bottom. <laughs> 13 years on, I still have absolutely no idea why I said those words, but it still haunts me on sleepless nights. <laughs> I love that. Music matters.